Hi, this is Vince Van Patten. You're listening to TV Confidential. Big Airbar is with us for a look at recently released DVD, Blu-ray, and streaming titles that we think you will find of interest. When Greg was with us on our last program, we took a deep dive into the Blu-ray release of Johnny Quest, the groundbreaking animated series produced by Hanna-Barbera that originally aired in primetime on ABC in 1964. There are several other iterations of Johnny Quest available on home entertainment. So Greg is back to tell us about those titles right now. So what are some of the other iterations of Johnny Quest that are available? Well, Warner Archives just released on DVD what they call Johnny Quest, the 80s Adventures, which is in reality the new adventures of Johnny Quest, but to make it more easy to understand because there's so many adventures of, they call it Johnny Quest, the 80s Adventures, that is actually a show that was on Sunday mornings during the fantastic world of Hanna-Barbera, which was a block of programming that had Yogi's Treasure Hunt and um, Galtar talked about a few months back, various shows like that. It didn't get much viewership because it was on Sundays. It was syndicated, so not every station carried it. I did not even see it when it was on. It was on in the early 80s. But... While it does not have nearly the kind of technical, visual style that the original show has, there is still the attempt to keep it slightly above the quality that you might have expected by that time for Hanna-Barbera, because a lot of changes had occurred by 82, 83. So the stories are still pretty good. They still have the main characters. Of course, you, it's still Don Massick. Of course, it's not Tim Matheson anymore because he'd gone on to make movies and he was grown up. He was in Animal House in 1941 and had done some series. But uh, they they had Haji, different actor playing Haji, and of course Bandit. But it's a solid series. There's not there's not all that many of them. But if you didn't know it existed like me, it's nice to have these extra few episodes. It also introduces the character of Jesse. It doesn't really, the first female character in the Johnny Quest group, doesn't ex quite explain her origin yet because they didn't develop that quite yet. But she's in one episode. There's also a character named Hard Rock who is a character who's made of rock. He's a great character that uh, they didn't use afterwards enough. And I really liked them. I wish they had. And the same kind of cool stories. Not quite so violent, not quite so intolerant of ethnicity as the original, but still good, solid adventure. And that one's also available from Warner Archive. That's Johnny Quest, The 80s Adventures, also available through Warner Archive. You, you hinted at this. That's not the last chapter in the history of Johnny Quest. Oh, no. It keeps going. Then you went into the 90s when Turner took over Hanna-Barbera, and there have been some management changes, actually a couple of management changes, and they decided to freshen and bring back the characters. This is the era of the Flintstone movie coming out and that sort of thing, and there was the year of the Flintstones, and that was a big deal, and then they were going to have the year of Johnny Quest, so they decided to create an all-new Johnny Quest series that was on TBS. This is before Cartoon Network and uh, where you could watch constant cartoons. And they poured a lot of money into not only the show, 
but into massive, massive advertising, marketing, commercial tie-ins, promotions, and toys. And this was real adventures of Johnny Quest. And this was an example of kind of what happens now, how a reboot has so many people involved, sometimes the right people, sometimes the people who are trying to change it a little bit too much. And based on what one creative person who actually wrote a review on Amazon of season two, who worked on the show, one of the, the showrunner of the first season wasn't a fan of the original show and decided to change it. And it was changed a little bit too much to the point of recasting the voices uh, almost out of care. The voice of Johnny was the same, similar, you know, and Haji was similar. Uh, they made more of Jesse's character. And in this case, Jesse was the daughter of race and he had been married to Jade and they were separated or something. And the strangest thing was that they didn't attempt to duplicate the voices of Don Messick or Mike Rowe. They cast George Siegel and as, as Dr. Quest and Robert Patrick as Ray Spannon with a Texas drawl. Huh. And some people said you might as well have given race a French accent. <laughs> There were some people who were opposed to having a female in the Johnny Quest group. That didn't really hurt anything. I mean, it was about time, and she worked out fine. And what, what Jesse brought to the mix was the kind of stories that um, you couldn't do with Johnny and with uh, with Haji. Just, just different kinds of ideas and things. And so that was fine. And the show wasn't wasn't horrible but what they tried very what this writer tried hard to do was ground it so into uh, accuracy right down to nailing down exactly where they are exactly what's happening it wasn't that it couldn't be fantastic and adventurous it was just somewhat clinical in its approach to as opposed to wild and fantastic and it is an interesting show plus computer-generated animation was so new, and the dictum was, get get CG in there, get CG in there. So they created this Quest World, and it was this thing that Johnny and Haji had created, and they had to enter Quest World, and they created, there was a character named Ezekiel Rage, who was voiced by Michael Bell, and he was this guy who was bitterly angry and vengeful against the Quests, and he could enter Quest World, but it's very primitive. That's the thing about computer-generated animation is that it keeps getting better. So when you see the old stuff, it looks like when Homer Simpson was first CG'd. You know, it, it looks like plasticine. Yeah. So it, it, it's pretty crude looking. And even then, it looked kind of funny. And so the first season is interesting, but it fell very, very, very short of expectations. And it was just too many people trying to figure out what to do, but losing kind of track of what made it work so well. This is where it gets a little complicated. It's called The Real Adventures of Johnny Quest, but the season is divided into two volumes. The first volume is on Warner Home Video. The second volume 
is on Warner Archive because it took years before um, the second volume came out. So Warner Archive released it, so now you can get the entire first season. Now, here's where it gets interesting. The second season is very different than the first season because they fired the showrunner because the show didn't turn out as expected, and they brought in a creative team, including this guy who wrote the review on Amazon, who loved Johnny Quest, and tried to restore the original look and feel of the series. And they had Granville Van Dusen again, and then he was replaced by Michael Hanks, and they brought in, believe it or not, John Delancey, who played Q on Star Trek, was the voice of Dr. Quest, and he does a wonderful job. Mm -hmm. And he's not... John, John Delancey's voice isn't so distinctive that you go, oh my gosh, it's John Delancey. Yeah, although I can hear I can hear him as Ray Bannon. Well, he was actually Dr. Quest. I can hear him as Dr. Quest. But but he's not so distinctive like George Siegel, where not for a second do you buy George Siegel as Dr. Quest. George <laughs> Siegel, he's a fantastic actor. Yeah. In fact, he's very good for animation because he's a larger-than-life actor. So he's actually a terrific choice for animation, but not for Dr. Quest. But John Delancey does a fine job because he's got a lot of range, and he and he and so it's a real good choice. And so they return more to the roots. The stories are much more like the original. For some reason, they decided to take Jesse's origin away from Jade because they decided Jade's not the mom type. And they made they, they created a different mom for Jade who was this, this uh, scientist lady who was Race's ex-wife because he was never home because he's a spy. But she's this nice, warm-hearted, more, more uh, stable person than Jade. So they created a new mom for, for Jesse. But the stories are much better, much more interesting. Um, they had this one gothic story about a, a composer that they that – they, they, on an island that they did for for Jesse that they brought in with a with a mon, monster not a sort of a, a ghostly thing I mean they were able to do a wider variety of things so so season two of the real adventures of Johnny Quest is better than season one again something I didn't know because I watched season one and while I thought well yay Johnny Quest is on again it ain't the Johnny Quest that anybody really was expecting and even though they had email toys and all that it didn't quite live up to that the real adventures of johnny quest volume one available through warner home entertainment volume two of the real adventures of johnny quest available through warner archive now there's also two johnny quest made for video feature films there is johnny's golden quest which one of the nice things about it is it features music by the wonderful John Debney, who is now doing major feature films and also the show The Orville. Okay. He uh, he does a lot a lot of great stuff. He did The Jungle Book, the Favreau film, and so the music's terrific in it. And these films are really really nicely done. Johnny's Golden Quest has Doctor Zinn in it. And it's about, you know, Dr. Zinn's up to his usual tricks, but it also has a subplot because we find out about Johnny's mother and about Johnny's issues with his dad. 
So there's a, a little bit of drama underneath that. And this does not have any relation to the real adventures. This is more in tune with the 80s, Johnny. So this is more of what you'd expect from the original series and, and other animation than the 80s series. So Johnny's Golden Quest is, is very nice. And then you got another feature called Johnny Quest versus the Cyber Insects along the same lines, also quite nicely done. Uh, and I, I think, again, if you, if you like it, that I think you'll find them, again, not nothing will be the same as the original series, especially on Blu-ray, but much more satisfactory than the first season of The Real Adventures and much more elaborate than the 80s adventures because they do have a little bit more of a budget and can go a little farther in, in range in these made-for-video movies. Johnny's Golden Quest and Johnny Quest and the Cyber Insects, both available through Warner Archive. The re, uh, Volume 2 of The Real Adventures of Johnny Quest, available through Warner Archive. Volume 1 of The Real Adventures of Johnny Quest, available through Home Entertainment. Johnny Quest, The 80s Adventures, that, is that also Warner Archive? 80s Adventures is Warner Archive, yes. As is the original 1960s release on Blu-ray. Yes, and there's one more. Okay. And hold on to your seat. All right. Tom and Jerry's Spy Quest. You're going to have to explain that one to me. Well, this is a Tom and Jerry direct-to-video feature film in which Tom and Jerry meet Johnny Quest, Haji, and the gang. Okay, so we have a little, <laughs> cro we have a little crossover here going on. Big time, because all right. they're all Warner characters now. But of but course. As, as as insane as this seems, it kind of works. Now, it doesn't work if you're a real uh, rigid diehard, how dare they do this, I can't believe it, fan, and it's like, I'm not going to accept it. But they're not reaching but, out to you. No, they're not. They're, the thing is that Tom and Jerry and Scooby-Doo are Warner's most successful, to this day, Hanna-Barbera characters. Yeah. They just are. Yeah. And so they continually do new products based on them. And so throwing Johnny Quest in there actually is a great way to get that out there. And what's terrific about this is that it's made by the directors who have done, in fact, one of them is the Tony Cervone, is the director of the upcoming Scoob feature film. And then um, Spike Brandt worked with him on a lot of the Tom and Jerry films, the shorts, some of the uh, Bugs Bunny and Tweety and Sylvester shorts, the Flintstone and the recent ones. They, they, they strive to be as accurate as they can to the look and feel of the original. So this opens like a Tom and Jerry cartoon and has a 40s style to it. Mm -hmm. It looks like a 40s film. But then Johnny and Haji show up, and it turns into a Johnny Quest adventure with the same opening titles, with with their names underneath mm -hmm. and on the jet. And then all of a sudden it'll, it says Tom, and it says Jerry underneath with their names under there. And when you come to think of it, you know, Bandit's there, and Bandit's a, you know, a dog that acts kind of human, only he doesn't talk, just like Tom and Jerry do. So... They're kind of, it's just like the other ones where they're sort of there doing antics while the adventure's going on and sort of have a, a, a uh, participate in the story and have 
a hand in the outcome. And Dr. Thin is in this as well, and uh, Jade is in this as well. Jade gets the big production number. Uh, there's actually a big musical number on stage in this, and Droopy runs the nightclub huh. that she works at. So it's sort of bizarre and twisted, uh, but hey, you know, it's it, it's you don't like it, give it to Goodwill. But I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was you know I, I thought it was bizarre. But somehow it just, you know, it, 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 they pulled it off. Well, it's, it, it's, it's, it sounds like it's an attempt to market. It, it's, it sounds like it's, it's an attempt to maybe get some Tom and Jerry fans to check out Johnny Quest versus the other way around. That's exactly what it is. And if, if even if it gets some Johnny Quest fans, more power to them because Johnny Quest's a cool character and there's always that chance that they might try to do something. Or th the fact is, what we have to remember here is all of these products are still available. Not a single one of these is third party. I mean, you could buy them that way or, or on eBay and things like that. But every one of these is still in stock and they're all Johnny Quests. So say what you want, but people can buy them right now. That says a lot about a character. That that they you can buy every single one of the things that they appeared in right now. That's a nice thing. All but one of these iterations of Johnny Quest are available through Warner Archive. The one exception is Volume Two of the Real Adventures of Johnny Quest, which is available through Warner Brothers Home Entertainment. One title you will not find at Warner Brothers Archive is Greg Airbar, but you can follow Greg Airbar's animation. You can read Greg Airbar's animation spin column twice a month at cartoonresearch.com for more on greg airbar greg airbar.com we'll take a quick time out then we'll be back for more tv confidential right after this ed robertson along with our friend donna allen figueroa who understand has a new book out yes it's entitled fall again beginnings it's the first part of a four-part contemporary romantic series set against the background of working actors something that you know a, little, a thing or two. Well, about. you write what you know, and I have been working in the business for several years. It is not necessarily autobiographical, but it's based on. Sure, many of the experiences that the actors in my book have, many have happened to me, many have happened to friends of mine. It's not, if you're looking for. Valley of the Dolls, it's not, it's grounded in reality. It is grounded in reality, and it's the first in a series. Yes called the Fall Again series. Fall Again. Which is available as a paperback as well as an ebook and in Kindle at fallagainseries.com. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contract. Our experienced partners are offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. You'll never pay another timeshare maintenance bill again, and all your obligations will be terminated. You can begin saving today. Even if you've tried another company to get rid of your timeshare, call 
and see if we can help you. At the Timeshare Exit Hotline, we only accept payment after an agreement has been made. To get you out of your timeshare, make this complimentary free call and learn how our honest partners can help anyone, anywhere, legally get out of their timeshare nightmare. 800 Are you from California, Illinois, New York, Georgia, or any of the other 39 states that charge state income tax? Does your state claim you owe them any amount of back taxes? Or have you not filed in years? Is your heart pounding because you know they're wrong or you just don't have the money? Don't fight the state income tax board alone. The tax doctor is here to help you. The state is much more aggressive than the IRS in collecting taxes. They have the power to take your home, your car, your driver's and business licenses, even garnish your wages, freeze your bank accounts, and go after your spouse. Solve all your income tax problems permanently and keep more of your hard-earned money. Make this 100% guaranteed risk-free call right now. 800-649-0142-800-649-0142-800-649-0142. That's 800-649-0142. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.